Recruitment Revealed. Listen, learn, adapt. Sponsored by Hira, a powerful award-winning platform for internal mobility, employee referrals and alumni networks. Visit hireuponline.com. All interviews take place over the internet, so please forgive the odd sound distortion. Let me welcome my guest today, Marie Norman from Adobe. Marie, how are you? I'm wonderful, Gary. Thank you so much for having me today. Absolutely no problem at all. Uh, Marie, uh, with all our, client, all our guests, we always ask them to, in 60 seconds or less to tell us a bit about themselves. Sure. So I was born in the Philippines and immigrated to the United States in 1972 with my parents. I'm a mother of two beautiful and very talented daughters. I love German Shepherds because I have one. Uh, I'm a former Division I student athlete. Uh, my sport was tennis. I studied broadcast journalism in college and aspired to be a TV news anchor. I love the ocean. I love my job as diversity talent acquisition director at Adobe. In addition to that, I'm also an adjunct professor at San Jose State University. Uh, I enjoy professional boxing and basketball, watching that live or on the tube. I enjoy thrill-seeking activities, um, as well as a new hobby I picked up during the pandemic and the shelter-in-place in in the United States is interior and backyard design. And also, I have to say, um, I always root for the underdog. Uh, My heart has always been drawn to people who really didn't have a voice Um, that could be heard or that was loud enough. And so inclusivity and embracing diversity has always been uh, a part of who I am. Very good. Very good. And if you're you're, uh, rooting for the underdog, I hope you were rooting for Chicago Bears in the the playoffs. It it didn't work, but I hope you were rooting for them anyway. Uh, That's my team, by the way. That's my American football team. Uh, So thanks for giving us uh, that. Uh, Let's let's move straight into what was curious about uh, your your profile on LinkedIn uh, and why we said we'd have this conversation is when we got chatting, I don't come across many people who are both in their title have talent acquisition and diversity and inclusion. So maybe just talk around what prompted that. Yeah. So Gary, first of all, um, you're right. Your observations are spot on. The, um, The convergence of talent acquisition and diversity inclusion is a relatively new function. So it hasn't been around for very long. There are not many organizations that actually have someone who oversees Uh, recruiting from a diversity and inclusion focal point. So you're right. Um, Where it started for Adobe is really our ongoing commitment to the importance of building and fostering an inclusive work environment. From the founding days of Adobe's uh, beginning years, our founders have always embraced and valued diversity because we are a software company that actually enables people to create these digital amazing experiences for everyone. And so we know and we understand that creativity and innovation and ingenuity come from everywhere, right? And so to continue our our support for diversity inclusion, um, it made sense to us that we needed to put hyper-focus on the aspect of how we identify, how we attract, how we hire and onboard talent with diverse from diverse communities and underrepresented backgrounds, right? And right. so in order for us to consi- consistently and authentically do this, establishing a diversity TA team really was the way for us to do just that. 
when you start on this journey of, of uh, tunnel acquisition and DNI uh, blended together, um, and obviously it's, it's running through the company, but is there, is there an educational piece that has to be done first? Yes, actually, part of our overall strategy, uh, Gary, in the work that my team is tasked to do is we've got a, an approach uh, where I call it the three E's way. It's, it starts with education and awareness training, followed then by empowerment, because yeah. uh, you can't be empowered if you don't know what to do, if you don't know what the task, you don't know what the goal is, um, if you don't know what the mission and purpose is, it's very hard to feel empowered, right? So yeah. we start with the education piece, then we move towards um, evolving our organization, our talent partners and scouts, our hiring manager to be empowered in the area of diversity and inclusive hiring. And then we move into what I call the um, enforcement, which is really um, uh, measuring and holding people accountable to results based on best practices, right? Fair and inclusive practices that we are going to be showcasing them through the education piece. Obviously, you're you're advertising, you're trying to attract more people uh, from diverse backgrounds, so, so how important is language in in promotion of DNI? It's it's very important. It's crucially important um, because of the fact that it's the method in which you're going to attract people, right? You're telling something about your organization. And so we'll start, we'll use, uh, we'll, I'll refer to the example of a job description, for example, right? So um, a job d- description is no different than advertising, it's advertising the position, right? It's marketing the job so that you attract people who have the experience or they have the appetite or they have the interest in that work. And so um, saying the wrong thing inadvertently or speaking insensitively through the, the language, through the phrases, through the title will create a, a reaction, right? It's yeah. either people are going to apply to it or they're not. And certain specific backgrounds may apply to it more so than others dependent on the language. So um, I think it's really important. I want to also add a, a, a concept, introduce a concept of microaggressions, right? Okay. Oftentimes, um, so first of all, a microaggression is a statement, action, or incident regarded as an indirect, subtle, or unintentional discrimination against members of a marginalized group. Right. And so microaggressions happen all the time. It happens more than we're aware of um, in any time, place, or circumstances. So we have to be careful about how we speak, how we um, interact, um, you know, even the way that we seek to understand um, is we want to be very careful of that because of the fact that it can subtly and also not so subtly exclude people, exclude people. Give an example of that, Marie. Yes, absolutely. I'll see things like ninja, rock star, guru, right? Yeah. We want to hire a rock star. Yeah. And what they're, what they're implying is we want to hire great people, people who are experienced, who can do it, who've been successful. But typically, rock star, ninja, that is synonymous with male. It's mm. synonymous to a male background, right? Yeah, yeah. And so we're excluding now female. And, and actually, funnily enough, in a previous podcast, uh, I spoke to um, Lucia Farrance, who's at Thames Water um, in the UK. They're a utilities company in the UK. The whole podcast was in relation to to language and, and male and female gendered words. Even something like a, a go getter, you know, becomes is more synonymous with a male than it is with a female. So that's exactly right, Gary. Yeah. The next thing that comes on from from talking about language, and again, as a as a white male. 
middle class man, I found it's really it's quite a tough conversation to have. Could you oversee the, or does it help to oversee DNI if you if you come from a different background, an ethnic background? Because I, I I'd find myself totally out of my depth. I think trying to put myself in the shoes of people and and navigate the language. Yeah, that's 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 a great question, and I I know it's a question that um you know can make people feel uncomfortable to ask. Uh, let me address that the broader question that you asked is: Does it help to have people of different backgrounds address DNI? Um, Yes, it certainly does, because people who come from diverse backgrounds, right, underrepresented groups, um, specifically in the United States, we define um, underrepresented groups or underrepresented minorities to be uh, individuals who come from the Black African American community. Those are individuals who come from uh, Alaska Native American Indian backgrounds, um, Latinx um, it's also inclusive of Asian Pacific Islanders, as well as two or more races. So individuals who have who affiliate with two or more races. And so, yes, it does certainly provide more of a, I think, a comfort level for individuals who come from these URM backgrounds to relate or to converse or to interact with people who look like them, right? Because there's this shared experiences, right? Shared experiences and understanding. Now, you made a comment about, gosh, it's it's uncomfortable for maybe someone like myself who is not familiar with, you know, diversity and inclusion as it pertains to those groups. Yeah. And you know what I would say to that is that actually that's, we are at a time and place in our society where that needs to, there needs to be more of that, more interaction with individuals who come from very diverse backgrounds. Otherwise, how do we ever get to diversity and inclusion if we can't bring people from diverse backgrounds together to start having the conversation? Gary, one, one advice I'd love to be able to share with you and others who will be um, tuning into our podcast sure. is that if you feel that you share that same perspective, that um, you're uncomfortable, how do I have this conversation? I want to learn more about it. I want to learn how to be more diverse and inclusive, right? Yeah. Um, embrace that. Embrace the fact that you don't know. And it's okay to say to someone from a different ethnic group or a different background to say to them, hey, look, I, I really don't know too much about, about you know, your culture or your ethnicity, but I want to learn. I want to learn. And so I'm going to apologize if I may ask silly questions or I might ask what seems to be an ignorant question, but I truly want to learn. And so please feel free to correct me. But more importantly, please share what you can about me so that I can actually broaden my perspective and my understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and those the nuances, nuances, sorry, that you talked about earlier, because sometimes even if I'm being conscious, you know, about uh, my phraseology to a, to a certain person, I still might get it wrong, right? So you still need them to be able to, you know, hold your hand through this process, right? I, exactly. It's re- it, what it comes down to is really mutual respect and an open mindset on the part of both individuals. The yeah. person coming from a diverse background, the person coming from maybe kind of a, a majority background, right? A background that's more uh, considered to be a majority. The, um, and if you have that openness, right, that willingness to be able to correct one another and know that it's in the spirit of understanding, it's in the spirit of actually learning to inch more and more towards respect, right, yeah. and inclusivity, then I'll tell you, um, you're, you're on the right track. We're on the right track as a humanity, as, as mankind, yeah. towards really a, a better, more inclusive world. I think there is also something to be said about authenticity. A lot of organizations, um, 
various industries are now rushing to hire chief diversity officers if they've never had one before. They're looking to create uh, aspirational goals uh, to improve the way that they hire uh, people of color, right? People specifically from the African-American, black communities, brown communities, et cetera. And um, what, what organizations need to be aware of is how they go about doing that, right? It's a wonderful thing that now people understand hundreds and hundreds of years later that all of this uh, racial divide and all of this hidden or not so hidden discrimination, right, in employment practices and housing, et cetera, in schooling, et cetera, have, have long existed. This hasn't changed. What's changed now is the importance, the hyper-focus that, look, this has been happening and it's actually been a problem for hundreds of years. And now we're actually wanting to do something about it. So that's the, that's the beauty of what's happened um, over the last seven, eight months. However, be authentic. Think about how you're planning to put uh, your strategies in place to embrace diversity, right? Um, because what you think you're doing, as you may think that it's, it's, a, it's a good thing, um, the way that you execute that is yet another thing. So you want to be very authentic and not make it seem like it's a corporate-based initiative. You're checking off a corporate box to do, and that you really are, you stand behind this. This is something long-term that your, your organization is deeply committed to. And, and does that, and does that entail stuff like employee branding, getting uh, people from diverse backgrounds to, to tell their story of how they've progressed in Adobe, the pluses and minuses of, of doing it and the, 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 how they've been, you know, how the companies treated them and so on. Is that something that you're concentrating on? Absolutely. So we are, um, my, my department, um, we specifically focus on the recruiting aspects, right? So it's really more about the identification of, of talent, uh, diverse talent, um, uh, getting them into the hiring um, and consideration cycle, right? And then eventually hiring them and onboarding. So that's really my focus. Uh, we have a corporate DNI team that are focused really more on the, the branding, right? So the, the corporate wide uh, internal and external branding. Yes. And so, yes, um, we have, we, we have such robust employee network groups. We have seven of them specifically. And uh, many times we will actually showcase the work that they're doing and really their passion for who they are as an individual and also who they are as an Adobe employee. And we also have this amazing Adobe for All Summit that happens on an annual basis. And we hear the stories of our people from all different backgrounds. It's really just incredible. Fantastic. I, I know, as you, exactly as you said, there's a sort of corporate side of the business and, and, and where you're doing yours. But obviously they, they in, interlink in, in that, some of the stories that are told by the employee resonate with the candidate from that ethnic background who then decides that actually Adobe are not only uh, talking the talk, they're walking the walk, right? So they're, they're, I'm more attuned to wanting to join that company because I see that they, they actually you know, are delivering uh, a DNI in, in a meaningful way throughout the company. That's right, Gary. There's no doubt about it. It's, it's, irrefutable that the more that you have individuals who represent such diverse backgrounds, the more that you're likely to attract people also from those backgrounds. Again, people, we are human beings and we gravitate towards that which is familiar to us, right? And so that's regardless of who you are and where you come from. You gravitate towards something that is familiar, something that you can relate to. And so it's no doubt that that is going to be a really critical part of how 
we, Adobe, and other organizations are going to be able to really expand our workforce to represent uh, a diverse workforce. One last question for you, Marie. With all this great work that's going on in Adobe, how are you measuring this? How, how are you, what is the success measurements that are going on? So we're still working on that, uh, Gary. Again, as I mentioned, uh, our our function, our team is just about five months old. Yeah. Um, we are working with other parts of our business, our talent ops team. We also have a committee that's actually focused on uh, the accountability piece. But some of the things that we're, I'm evaluating is really, it's going to come down to specifics like hires. How many people are we, are we bringing on board? Is this an improvement over last year, the previous year? We're also going to be looking at pipeline, our ability to quickly and consistently tap a variety of different organizations and groups to actually invite candidates and increase the number of diverse applicants to all of our positions. These are both, uh, these are internship positions, these are experience level positions, these are executive level management positions. Also our ability to promote them, right? And uh, coach them as well as retention. That's also gonna be a very important piece of how, of the work that we're doing, how long are candidates with diverse backgrounds staying and growing their career at Adobe. I would also say that a measure, a very critical measure of success is the consistency over the long term. So that that is to say that it isn't just the recruiting organization. It isn't just hiring managers. It's the entire organization providing a fair, respectful, and inclusive experience for every candidate and every employee. Not every candidate will become an employee, but if we can provide an experience that left them walking away, that they felt fair, that they were treated fairly, that they were treated respectfully, that it was an inclusive and positive experience overall, they are going to share that with other people. And that is a very important part of the brand that we continue to uphold, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Marie, I think there's a good few listeners out there who who are probably going to be looking for your looking for your LinkedIn profile co- connecting with you and, and maybe having the same types of conversations to see how you can help their you know what, what sort of insights you can give to help them in their journey with their companies. Marie, thank, thanks very much for your time and, and we'll speak to you again soon. Take care. You too. Well, that's it. That was uh, Marie Norman from Adobe talking with passion and understanding about DE&I. And I hope you learned something along the way from the conversation. You've been listening to Recruitment Revealed. I'll speak to you again soon. Take care.